Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Penny Lane Podcast. Today, Sean is back joining Blaine and Bofo to continue their discussion on trading psychology. Today's show is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. Make sure to subscribe to the Penny Lane Podcast on YouTube and find the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Enjoy. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Penny Lane Podcast. Thanks for having me back. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a month of Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like it? Oh, man. Good work. We get it now. (laughs) Oh, man. That just came to me. I didn't even have it planned, but man. (laughs) Perfect. Um, So what have you guys been up to since the last episode? When did we shoot the last episode? Was that it's last been a, a little. It's been a month of Sundays. It's it enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's, yeah, I've gone yeah. too far. Same old. Although the weather did break in New York, and it's now beautiful here, so that's nice. Oh, how lovely! How lovely. Yes. Bo, where do, Bo, what kind of shirt are you wearing today? Slap the bid. Is this a new a new um, design? Uh, this one, well, this one was the most recent design, so that's the bear. Um, but yeah, this is part of the most recent drop that came out. <clears throat> cool. I'm work. I've hired a clothing designer to help me do some Penny Lane Pod merch. Ooh. And I'm making some. I've learned, funny enough, that they're called pennies. But they're like they're basketball jerseys mm-hmm. that guys wear. Men usually. I have some too for when I do fish concerts. But anyway, so they're basketball jerseys. Fish concerts. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fish <laughs> concerts. Um, and they're like modeled after like the old school Chicago Bulls jersey, which I'm obsessed with. Ooh. So anyway, we're gonna have some Penny Lane Pod pennies coming out in that style and i'm thinking on the back that where it would say like the player's name it's gonna say like options or commons like team options or team commons (laughs) what do you do you guys like the idea yeah i think it's kind of fun yeah, it's cool. an expensive gamble because if people don't like it, then I've got to pre-order all the all the pennies. But like, Bo, you know I like to gamble on myself yeah. all the time. Yep. So. It would be it would be right up your alley. Yeah. Did you oh, also? Since we're talking, did you? I don't know if you know this, but I've had this dream of having a sneaker line for like yeah. a very very long time. So I got my first sample in. Of my my sneakers. Oh, sweet! They just came today. It says Blaine on the back, and then that's my like brand name, and they've got the little thing. Oh, I like that. Aren't they amazing? Sweet. They're made in Germany. I like. Penny God, you just have so Kicks. much going on all the time. <laughs> I know, I know, but if this is like. It, like, smells so good. It's just, it's, like, such a dream realized. I, like, have That's a awesome. sneaker that I've always wanted. Anyway, it's, like, impossible to start a sneaker line. So this could be the only sneaker you ever see. 
but I ain't aware the hell out of it. It's one more set of shoes than I have for sound trading psychology. I so, mean, does that fit you? Uh huh. Oh, sweet. Are they comfy? They're so comfy. It's this German company, and like, if you can see inside, it's like the cushioniest leather, and it just is like, um, like you're a European leather. It just smells so good. And I, I collect um, Nikes, and this like smells better than any Nike. This is like a new wallet. What's the next step? Whoa. Well, you need to get funding. So hmm. I would think, but I have to get enough people on my side who would buy the shoe to get maybe like a Kickstarter. But um, I interviewed someone on the podcast. His name's Rich Fresh, and he has a clothing line. And he and his brother do manufacturing in L.A., and I've been talking to them for a long time about, like, if I could get it manufactured in America and how I could go about doing that. It, this could be, like, a multi-multi-year process because raising enough money to start a shoe line, like, you've got to have people who want to buy them. But yeah, it seems step very one, difficult. Step one. In this shoe, I like the sample shoe... I paid like $250 for, I mean, it's an expensive sample and I drew on it. And the first mark, my hand was like, shit, like he wants to draw on a $250 sneaker. <laughs> well, that's Anywho, cool. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Thanks for listening. Um, so You've been Sean, up to a lot more than I have. I yeah, do same. a lot of things. I do a lot of, a lot of things. Um, so, Sean, this is our first ever part two episode. Ever. Ever. I'm. I. I what? What have I done to deserve uh, another I, hour? I feel like we were really <laughs> on a roll when we ended last time. And, I agree. I you agree. know. All right. So I've got your. Um, your process written down and it's really been helping me oh yeah do you want to would you want to recap it for us i really liked the concept of the rating the emotions and if you're in the extremes you just can't yeah trade. I, that's yeah so there's something there's something I, I i borrowed that idea from uh there's something called the subjective units of distress scale that we use in the mental health business a lot. <clears throat> and it's just a scale of zero to 10, where zero is neutral and 10, rep 10 represents like the most distress you can possibly imagine. And distress could be, you know, whatever, uh, sad, angry, lonely, anxious, whatever. <clears throat> but in trading, feeling really good is really a problem too. So I, you know, hmm. altered it mm -hmm. and made the positive end and the negative end. So it's positive five to negative five. Um, and it's obviously very subjective, but that's the point. Our, 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 our experience is completely subjective anyway. So, um, it's the, the purpose of, of paying attention and, 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 uh, pr using that is, is a, just a mindfulness practice. It's, you know, getting in the habit of thinking a certain way, getting in the habit of developing what I call an observing self, uh, the observer, whatever, um, 
the, the part of you that is watching and listening to what's going on. You know, there's, there's, there's a, there's, I'm having this conversation with you right now, but there's a little guy in there who's like, are you making sense? Uh, you know, is mm -hmm. the is the new webcam working okay? You know, whatever. Yes. And and working on the relationship with that part of you, that observer, is just a really good thing in general mental health. But you know, in trading, um, I don't think many traders are very in tune with that. Just generally, if I'm totally troping what what traders are, um, I don't think a lot of them are really into that, um, or aware of that. So it's it's a good place to start and then you know you move into uh, an emotion wheel and identifying emotions because most of us uh, aren't used to identifying emotions it's not a skill we're taught it's certainly not something that is that you know is men are taught historically um and you know we're discouraged it's like we're either okay or angry <laughs> and you and, and you need nuance uh, to be effective, just like you need nuance and trading to be effective. If you don't have emotional nuance, I, I think you're just as screwed as, as if you, you know, could only think black and white when it comes to trading. So that's step one. Step two is, um, grounding exercises. Grounding is a way of, of bringing your attention out of your, out of your head, out of your, your, your verbal thoughts and focusing on something else for a moment. And, um, bringing yourself into the moment yet pulling yourself out of your head. So that's why last time I think we, did we practice it last time. Uh, yes. yeah, <laughs> you know, I had you focusing on things around you or, you know, you can focus on sensation, you know, you can create sensations in your body. Like just even doing this is a type of grounding because you're paying attention. You know, you can't not notice that friction, that heat, it, it's not possible. So you're, you're drawing your nervous system in, uh, and, and spreading it thinner. And, and, you know, ideally moving it away from, um, you know, in, intense or unwanted emotions and kind of soothing Sean, it. Sean. Sorry. Is this, are you basically just trying to take a break without taking a break? Is that an oversimplification? Could, uh, it's perhaps reductionist. No, I, yeah. I mean, it's a fan. Yes. Uh, but it's a very purposeful break. So if, but depending on what your definition of break is, yeah. And um, I also, I mean, I think you should get the hell away from the screens too, but it's taking a break if taking a break resets you, uh, calms your nervous system down and takes you out of fight or flight. And you know what? Breaks can do that. Going for a walk around the block can do that. Um, yeah. I'm not going to bullshit you. So, And I would say if you're going to do that five times a day, do it. You know, get away from the screen and, and, and go do that. But the idea is to reset, get out of fight or flight. You get your perspective back. You get access to your prefrontal cortex again, all your knowledge, all your TA, all your uh, uh, positional risk analysis, whatever it is you use to trade, um, become comes back online, and you know you move forward. So I'm, I'm, I realize I'm only at step two still, so that's grounding, and uh, you know then you, you, you practice mindfulness, which is again enhancing that observing self. Um, mindfulness exercises are are designed to help you get more skilled at being in the present moment, which, you know, you can take a break and not be present. So here's a, here's a divergence, I guess, from what you're saying. Um, you know, instead of wandering into the future, drifting into the past, you know, regrets or anxieties or worries or, you know, or in trading cases, FOMO and, you know, future hopium or, you know, revenge trading, chasing, that's all past stuff. Um, 
you know, you stay present and you accept the reality of what's going on. And if there's not a trade, there's not a trade. Um, acceptance is a huge part of the equation with, with practicing these things. So, and they all help with it. So that's the step three. And then four is, uh, bringing in an existential component. In this case, it's what I call trading values. You know, what's important to you, why you trade and making sure that's in your consciousness. That's part of your daily routine and part of your thinking so that, you know, you can make more effective decisions and more long-term decisions. Even if you're a scalper, you still need to think long run. You know, is this, is this the day to be scalping or is this choppy crap? Like it was a lot of the day yesterday or whatever. Um, so that's the final piece. And, and, and again, so values for me, what I tend to use are things with, with family, um, some health goals, some, some, um, um, recreation goals, like recreation can be a value. And I, and I think about those things when I'm making certain decisions and ask myself, is this going to move me closer to or further away from what's important to me? And, and the real power in that question isn't yes or isn't whether it's yes or no at all. Because yes or no are both accept yes and no are both acceptable answers. If you choose yes and move towards them, you know you got to give yourself credit for that. You have to be aware of that and what and, and the power of that. If you choose no, don't just flip into avoidance, but pay attention to what it feels like to actively choose to not do what's in your best interest. People don't do that kind of thing, obviously. So this is a whole it's a whole other way of thinking and, and considering, you know, your consciousness intraday, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's just, definitely. that's just general stuff. You know, anyone can do that. And then, you know, where, where issues still lie, that's when you do trade psych work. I always, you know, a lot of people, I'll tell people, go and do this stuff for a couple of weeks before you make an appointment with me. It's a lot cheaper. And, uh, you know, it might take care of the problem. And if it doesn't, that tells us something too, that gives us valuable information as well. How many, how many of those people do the work and then come back to you and have done the work? Uh, a small amount. <laughs> yeah. You give somebody something to do and they're like, you know, I'm really not going to do that. I'm guilty uh, of that myself. I can tell who's doing it and who's not. Even clients I work with regularly, you know, I bust their chops. I, I, I can tell if they're doing it or not. Or if they're yeah. just kind of putting too much reliance on me in, 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 in the sessions um, or EMDR. Um, you know, when we're getting into heavier treatment or heavier, you know, psychological treatments. Uh, so it's a small percent. And that's why a small percent of traders are successful, period. I mean, that's why 90% fail. 90% don't do shit to go above and beyond. They don't do shit to get themselves an edge and be different and, and not, you know, follow furus and all the nonsense that we tend to, all those ups and downs we go through. It's those people who take you know, in my opinion, who go that extra length uh, with psych that are the successful ones because it's not common. It's not common. No, and I can tell pretty quickly who's going to succeed and who, you know, isn't um, or who isn't really. Are we going to succeed? I, I, I haven't done an <laughs> I haven't done an assessment, but I would I would say you already probably have if you're in this business this long. Can you? Does longevity count? Just longevity saying. counts. Unless you're draining a trust fund, longevity counts in this business because you're doing something right. Because um, uh, otherwise you'd be dead-ass broke. <laughs> well, I mean, 
certainly <laughs> certainly close to it, I think. But you know, we're still there. We're still fighting. We're still fighting. And I got these shoes. Yeah, my backup do. plan. You do. Yeah. 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 It's good <laughs> to have multiple plan. streams of income. You know. There's very, no doubt about very, that. very. My shoe line is my safety net. <laughs> <laughs> my shoe line. Like, I bet the the statistics oh, on people who succeed in launching a shoe line is, you know, one in a hundred. Yeah, probably not very high. That. So, yeah, why can't I give myself something with a high success rate, like getting a job, just yeah. working hard? <laughs> I wish I loved accounting, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just made me so happy. All right. All right. What are we doing to Sean's camera? I don't know. It's what's happening. Is it going us. out of focus? Yeah. I swear to God, it is. It is. That is hilarious. It must be us. It must be us. You know, there was a time where one of my trading friends asked me if I was a witch, and I thought he was kidding, and he wasn't really kidding. Maybe I've like bewitched. Sean's computer That system. is bizarre. It was. It looked so much sharper 20 minutes ago. It really did. Weird. It really Actually, did. let me try this. All right, well, let me try something. We're in it now. Yeah, now. we are. We are. <laughs> There's no going back. Let's see what happens now. Now I'm completely out of focus. All right, well, while you work on it, I have a question. Sure. Let's see if you can do two things Shoot. at once. So... So you just said you know really quickly who's going to make it and who's not. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to me, obviously. But how many clients do you have that you think, like, there's no way this person's going to make it? Like, have you had one None, that ends up surprising? Uh, because I'll, I'll refund them and end the first session. Oh, really? But have you done that? Like... 15, How uh, often have you had to do times. that? Twenty. Yeah. You you go to them and you say, "Yeah, I mean, people come you in. Don't have they're, it? they're completely bipolar. Like they're completely bipolar. They're completely impulsive. They're unwilling to do anything. They have super unrealistic ex expectations." And I, I don't tell them they're. You know, I will say, in my opinion, you you have no chance right now. And I would learn trading and then come back to me. I mean, yeah. there's a huge wow. amount of people who just don't know how to trade. It's not psychology. It's just they don't get trading. And oh, wait, 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 that I want to talk about that because my personal belief is that most, most people do know how to trade, but it's all psychological. That's wrong. No. Uh, well, I, yeah, I think it's past a certain point. There's only, you, you, you can only okay. learn so much. Well, I mean, whatever you can always learn, but I think past a certain point, it's all psychological. But, you know, and, and when I'm saying I, I, I kick traders, it's like, you know, if someone's been trading six months and they're coming to me for trade psych work. Yeah. You know, I'll, they need to learn how to trade first. If they want mental health treatment, we can do that. We, that's a different thing. I have a different business for that, whatever. Like, I'm a professional therapist. I can do, you know, that's a different story. But um, because sometimes just general mental health is going to inhibit being a trader. If you're really anxious... You know, in general, you have more work than the average trader. If you if you have bipolar disorder, and that's not to say anything bad about you know, you're you have a lot more work to do. Um, yeah. Because you're just you're just going to be more vulnerable to certain aspects of uh, trading psychology and it's and how it can screw with you. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. But I no, I don't. I I have ended. I mean, hell, I do free consultations, and I've you know I've told them on that. Like, well, look, 
I would do X, Y, and Z and call me in six months, you know, or I would join this service and learn how to trade because they actually teach trading and they're not furus. Uh, and, and then call me, you know, if you, if you still need help, but it's just, you're anxious because you don't know what the hell you're doing <laughs> versus, right, 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 versus right, right, knowing right. what you're doing and having your issues mess with you. Um, so. Right. You mean six months isn't long enough to know what you're doing? <laughs> hell no. <laughs> hell no. I mean, even traders that started during the pandemic, it, I'm, sometimes I'm hesitant, um, to work with like us or me have you only, that's me too have you only been trading for two years yeah yeah so it's, it's so that the thing that is coming up now is bear markets you know obviously and and kind of bullish traders getting used to not just being able to buy calls and whatnot so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so you'll you'll turn <clears throat> People, so you say to people, go learn how to trade and then come back to me because this is a trading problem, not a psychological problem. Yep. Absolutely. Interesting. God, maybe that's my problem. Here I'm like, I don't need to know any more about trading. I've learned it all. I've talked to all the people. I, I understand trading. Maybe I just don't understand. I mean, too, you know, I guess it's been, it's now been over two years since covid crash so you know maybe people do have enough experience maybe i gotta get over that but um no i, I wouldn't say that at all for you I, I i don't know but you know under a year i'm pretty suspect of whether you need trades like work or just learn to practice trading more um yeah. and now yeah. that said I, I also should clarify like to me um trade psych is a different th- Trading psychology work is like real psycho, you know, it's, it, it pushes into psychotherapy. There's, there's trade psych that is, you know, a guy who's been trading a long time who says cool metaphors and has good ideas like, you know, wait for trades. There's always more like, yes, that is good. That's good. That's good trade psych. Or like don't chase, you know, huge volume spikes and candles. That's all good trade psych. But that's just like, duh. That's just like advice, you know. Of course, of, of course. Advice. But the issue, yeah. the issue is, if you if you can't follow the advice, then there's a trade psych issue, and people yep. dole out all this all this stuff and call it. It's not psychology. It's it's learning, it's learning theory. Uh, so when I say this, I re- I really do mean like like digging in and looking at if you have a lot of FOMO. You know, it's because you're, it's more, most likely because you're pretty anxious and what's your anxiety rooted in? You know, is it childhood trauma or is it biological or is it because you're in a shitty marriage? You know, whatever it is, um, let's take a look at it and deal with it. That's to me trading psychology. It's not be disciplined like right. some clowns will, like, okay, if everyone could be disciplined the market would collapse in eight seconds because we'd all be on the same side. I just, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's, I've, I've had, you know, 25 year olds correct me like, ah, it's not psychology. It's, it's discipline. It's just like, whatever, dude. Like, so Sean, do you like when you're working with somebody is your, like, I guess the data input that you're using to help somebody out, is it all just like my, 
me verbally telling you what's going on or do you actually look at any type of like trading statistics or like if, try to identify like you know what i mean oh yeah if they have them and if they don't there's an issue right there um but yeah absolutely uh all their their trade statistics their you know what kind of journaling they're doing and and, and what it's what is in there um i like to look at their charts um now here's the thing i also work with traders that i don't know you know, I work with a mean reversion trader. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I, you know, I, I don't understand his his tech or CA. So, no, I don't do it there. But um, I definitely want to know about their trading, um, just technically and results and things like that. Just because you need to rule out things like are their standards just ridiculous? You know, they have a they have a sixty five percent win rate. You know, they made a hundred thousand dollars last year. Are they just you know? super hard on themselves or you know are they losing 70 percent and lost their house <laughs> you know you just have to assess yeah. what, what's going on in the big picture so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i like all that data hmm it's so interesting you I'm trying to imagine if you were to be like, yeah, you just can't do this. Like, this is, you're just not cut out. Uh, well, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and what a tough well, thing who am to I? say to somebody. Let me, let me clarify. No, but obviously great thing, right? Because, like, if that person were to continue down the path, like, Sean might have been their savior. Mm-hmm. You know? But I, how, like, we're all in Discord groups and everything. And, like, how many of those people fall in that category? Tons. You know what I mean? Right. That's huh. terrifying. More than half. I, I mean, wow. I, I mean, first of all, half the people in every room have to be losing, period, on a given day. They have to be. That's how the market works, right? You know, on mm-hmm. average. So, so there's a huge chunk of people that are that are completely kidding themselves, or are really desperate, or are just gamblers, or whatever. Um, gamblers don't tend to come in for trades like help, at least not in my experience. But I want to be clear, like, first of all, who am I to say you can't do it? I don't, I don't mean to say I'm like, eh, change your life, kid. You know, you're an idiot. I, I will just say to them, look, this is clearly, you you clearly don't really know what you're doing yet. It trading is really hard. It takes years. And I think, you know, save yourself this money and, and put it towards learning trading. Because I'm in a, you know, luckily I'm in a position where like, I don't, I don't need the business. Like I'm pretty busy trading is okay business is okay like so refusing you know why wouldn't i turn them down like, i'm not just gonna work with someone and waste their time and mine um so but just to be clear it's not like i'm saying you can't do it it's, it's more about um where they're at in their career now if there's a certain mental health problem or there's a certain life stuff going on i will say like now is not the time and here's how you yeah. know, and here's how you know when the time is potentially but you know, I've, and, and believe me, that's it's pissed some people off. It's gotten me some bad reviews. It's it's gotten me some troll. Like it, people aren't happy to hear it. But I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take advantage of you either. So my mom yeah. is and has been like the best uh, real estate agent in the city of Atlanta for high end homes for found out today um, forty years. So oh, wow. Wow. over my lifetime, she's a real badass. Yes, she is. And she is now at the point in her career, 
or it has been for the last 20 years where she will go to a house and if there is anything like if there's a major house problem that the clients won't fix or if the clients are unrealistic about the price or I mean, there's like a number of things that she just won't deal with. She's like, I, I won't, she like ha is so good at what she does that she has the ability to turn people away. And it has made her track record like, you know, 98% she's going to get your house sold because she like picks the winners mm -hmm. and what, hmm. which is, it's like, good begets good kind of in that way you know there's a uh it's very interesting because when i went in, when i quit my last job and went into private practice before trading and all that um i used something called an ideal client model mm -hmm. you know you're familiar no okay, but okay. i i like it's, it it's and cool I see it's very cool so here. You know, when I, so as I went and built a website and put myself on psychology today and all that stuff that, you know, you do when you go in private practice, I did not cater to anybody. I wrote what I think, who I am. I had looser boundaries than most people might have, you know, um, like sharing more about I me. Mean, I referenced growing up listening to the Grateful Dead and, and public, you know, hip hop and public enemy and like what this stuff means to me and why it affected me being a therapist and why, you know, why I am a therapist. You know, what we talked about last time, all that shit. And what it does, people either hate you or love you with your website through. They're like, oh, fuck this guy. Or they're like, this dude's awesome. And, and what it gets you is the your clients are the type of people that you could go and have a drink with. And that's, and what happens is if my clients are people I just click with and like, I'm going to be that much better at my job. I'm not going to be as drained. Yeah. They're going to get the best therapist. They're going to, I'm going to get the best client. That's the idea. It's a win-win. And I was at a point yes. in my career where I had that luxury. I've been doing this almost 20 years, you know, over 19 now. And, uh, I don't have to, you know, beg. So not to sound whatever, how that sounds. Now it's training psych is, is that's been a, it's going okay, but it's a much slower thing to, you know, start out. People, it's like, I'm just some guy on Twitter. How do they know if I'm what yeah. I say I am? Um, but it, but I, it ended up being a very similar thing. Like, I just, there's just some people I just won't work with because, you know, if you DM me on your Discord room and I'm in with you because I maybe I teach classes in the room or whatever, and you're like, bro, I need a session to get my head straight. I'm like, well... Go to my website, <laughs> fill the stuff out, and uh, you know, pick a package, and we'll talk, or you know, do yeah. the free consult. But the and then you never hear from them again because they want the magic sure, wand. Sure. They want me to be like, yeah. keep it together, bro, and like pump them up or something stupid, you yeah. know. Versus yeah. be versus you know, be like the actual problem is whatever that they don't want to face, and 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 it's it's you know, and trading lends itself to avoidance. We're all, yeah. you know, humans are incredibly avoidant creatures. That's what we do is we avoid pain experientially. We make all decisions uh, based on what we think is going to cause us the less pain, the least pain, every decision we make. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so people who are too far into that, whether it's for, you know, for whatever reason, um, 
you can you can see that pretty quickly and uh, and deal with it. Um, first of all, Grateful Dead, my favorite band of all time. Nice. So I was into that part of the story. You, uh, no, did, I was you, into- did you do bootlegs <laughs> and stuff? Did you record tapes or like, or you know, trade? So tapes? I did taping with Fish. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I got I was into Fish forever and ever and ever. Started when I was fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, and. There was a store in Charleston, South Carolina called Loose Lucy's where you could go and like take your tape that if you had, you could trade your tapes. Mm-hmm. My first car only had the tape players. So Maxell like, XL 290s, the heavy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you, and you, you have Halloween, you know, 99 exactly. or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I only got into Grateful Dead. I would listen to the Grateful Dead because people were like, if you like fish that much, like you'll like the dead. Yeah. And I was like, I, it's okay. It's not for me. It's not for me. And then this is going to, you're going to judge me. And that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I have my own relationship with the Grateful Dead. Judge me all you want. Um, when I first started dating my husband, he has been to like 175 fish shows. He's real big on fish. And, so we would go to shows together and loved it was all that was good and he was like i want to take you to see further mm. i was like okay I'll, like i'm in love with you and i love music <laughs> and i'll go so we go see further and i had like five or six drinks and was like i'm gonna kill myself like i haven't heard a lyric in <laughs> <laughs> six hours like this is the worst shit i've ever heard in my life and i was like pretty drunk and started crying and was like <laughs> i was like i'm not the one for you so and he was like well you're being dramatic and i was like but i just can't this isn't for me um <laughs> so I swore off the Grateful Dead after hearing further, and like to this day, further. Blows oh, it's a, and that I stuff was a joke. So um, <laughs> I was pregnant with my son. So it was eight years ago, and someone offered me Dead and Company tickets in Atlanta, and I was like, it would be really nice of me to like take Jimmy for his for his birthday. It's like I, I'll take Jimmy for his birthday, and we went in the seats were great and I was pregnant I was early pregnant I wasn't feeling good I was super nauseous it's the best live thing I've ever like I cried it was like so incredibly moving and I just got very very into dead and company and the way that John Mayer uh, he's he's really impressive the, the the thing about he's living in Montana and he hears Althea and the band's thing. I mean, I got like so into it, which has given me a back door into all the Jerry stuff and the dead and I'm in now. But anyway, this have is, you listened this to much Gar- you Gar- Have you listened to Garcia <laughs> band much? The Legion, the Legion, uh, of, yeah, Mar- yeah, the yeah. Legion of Mary era. I'll, t- I'll send you some stuff. Send me, send yeah, me some yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm so, I'm so deep, so deep. <laughs> it's beautiful it music. It's what hey, the Grateful s- Dead is. What rock and roll is supposed to be. If you listen to the Grateful Dead yeah. in 1968 and, and and 1986, you would you wouldn't think of the same band. And that's what rock and roll is, is about: is evolution it, and taking from other things and turning it into what what yours. It's it, it's beautiful. It's, it, 
it's just, it's and it's the uh, evolution and the artistry yeah. and the inspiration, the Terrapin Station yeah, yeah. inspirationness of it. It's just it's, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this actually leads me into another thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you wrote your website, and you were like, "People can work with me or not," or you got to choose your clients. Yeah. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the podcast because when I first started the podcast, I have mentors who are like millionaire podcast. Oh, really? uh, I mean, like I have like the choicest nice. mentors and I've gotten a lot of advice from them about the show and some of it I've implemented because why would you not like from those people and some of it I have not implemented and have been like I'm going to do this the way that I want to do it and the people are either going to come because it is purely yeah. me and me inspired in my point of view and the way I want to do it or people aren't and like but I didn't want to fake it with a like let me put this in the framework of like what's going on in the market today (laughs) i wanted to have deep conversations in a framework of this thing that i love and a lot of people didn't like people a lot of people were turned off at first like f (laughs) them i mean you (laughs) i think i think what you that's the way to go it's it's for one people are drawn to sincerity whether they know it or not people are drawn to it so when mm-hmm. you feel when you find your groove yeah. and stuff it's it's just that it's where you have a, you know it's just that much better uh in my opinion yeah. yes and it allows me to be very much in a flow state with regard to the podcast of like oh this is interesting to me and this is interesting to me and this is interesting so it's like ever evolving which i love so so much and it this sort of harkens back to what we were talking about in the last episode with Jared Tindler when he was like you if you don't use your voice and your trading's not authentic to you yeah. then that's kind of make it as a trader yes but, that, and that's that's what the values thing is about because you can cut trades based on values not based on TA most of TA is horseshit anyways you can you can you can use that stuff as the guide because you know as we all know trading is very hard and if you're able to stick your cup in that niagara falls of cash and shit flying around and not get your arm torn off you know whether it's 20 percent or you know 200 percent take it and like you know use your goals and wants and and who you are as the guide uh versus you know what should happen or what your targets are or whatever like who cares trust your gut um just take the money get out and go to other things like i i couldn't agree more sorry to jump on what you were saying there but it's just it's so important (laughs) so whether it's podcasting building a website you got to be you have to do it your way that's how you're going to make money there's just yes and you have people don't know what they want. That's right. You know what Damn I mean. Right so like, if 
if I'm giving the people a a cookie cutter podcast and here's the market and here's what interest rates are, like people think they want that, but they don't want that. They want to feel like there's somebody in this grinding with me who wants it as bad as I do. And like trading's fucking lonely. It's so fucking lonely. You can't, you can't ignore that. I mean, you can't ignore that uh, <laughs> and how loneliness affects you. You can't, you can't ignore that and how trade rooms affect you. I mean, family dynamics play out. Oh, my God. Some of the work I'm doing with people, half of it is dealing with their anger at some moderator who's triggering mom issues <laughs> or dad issues, and they have no idea. And it's just like, well, yeah, you're 15 yeah. years old all of a sudden when you listen to them, and you can't trade as a 15-year-old. So cut them the fuck yeah. out or whatever it is that you got to <laughs> yeah. do. So, so yeah, the loneliness factor, you know, drawn to those rooms and stuff, can totally mess with your trading. You have to be in non-toxic oh, Discord totally. rooms because there's so many toxic ones. And I think that that loneliness almost leads to a, like, I don't know. I haven't fought a war. I haven't been in the trenches with someone. But, like, the the way soldiers, like, connect to one another and almost uh, if they'd have been in a, a PTSD-inducing yeah. really like, that's a thing. And I think Bofo always talks about, like, Herb and his trading friends being, like, his people. And... And I wanted that for the podcast of like, like that, that connect, like that my, these are my people <laughs> kind of, and I mm-hmm. have that. Bofa will say all day that, tr- that Herb is his best trading friend, but like, <laughs> we talk on the phone a lot. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I have, it's, um, it's so important. I have my trading buddy who I talk to every day, you know, that we ch- check in in the morning and, you know, we know what's going on in each other's lives. It, it's huge. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I've never met her. Yeah. She's thousands of miles away from me, but she's, I would. Oh, I like it. Yeah, it's a woman. Oh, yeah. She's a, yeah. And a mentor, but much better trader than I am. So. Irrational exuberance? When it comes to killer wine at drastically low prices, 30 to 70% off retail and free shipping, we live for that here at Last Bottle Wines. Whether you went long or short on GameStop, You'll need a glass of something terrifically tasty, and we've got the goods. Last Bottle is a daily wine site based in Napa, California. One wine every day at Black Swan event prices, usually 30 to 70% off until poof, it's gone. Whether you're a pound the table type, think ultra crisp, quaffable Sauvignon Blanc, or a dividend aristocrat, Burgundy, or Napa Cab, there simply is no better place to buy wine on the web. And they always have free shipping. Last Bottle has a deal just for Penny Lane listeners. Use promo code PENNY10 to save 10% on your next order with Last Bottle. The code is good for one order and one order only. Yeah. Oh, I mean, also, not only did people not know what they wanted in a trading podcast, I don't think, but I, I think if you ask them and they were totally honest, they didn't want a woman giving them that information either. So hmm. it's all been. I think there's a lot it's of all... I think yeah. there's a oh, hell oh, of a yeah. lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And women are better yeah, traders, generally uphill. speaking, FYI. Not that that's a shock. I mean, you're more emotionally intelligent, generally speaking. So you're going to be better <laughs> traders because you're not going to be as 
idiotic <laughs> is is a lot of men. Um, but. The very, very, very first piece of advice the pot all everyone on the podcast knows this, but I my husband said before I started trading I had to have conversations with traders to to get their advice and the very first conversation I had, the traders said women make better traders because it's so much easier for them to admit when they're yeah. wrong. Oh my god. And I was like, mm. Yes, leg up <laughs> like I need this. Interesting. I mean, my yeah. both my mental, uh, Apuff, hey Apuff, if you see this friend of mine, and and Mel Stone, you guys have probably heard of her. You know, she's a friend. Uh, those are the two people that have influenced me the most and and made me a much better trader. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is yeah. This is huge for me, as Blaine said. My, I, I can honestly tell you right now that. My best friends in my life, period, mm-hmm. are from trading. It's in- isn't that interesting? And I've only met two in person, Blaine being one and Herb being the other. Oh, shit. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was a 10-minute conversation. We have, a be- we have a better meeting in our future, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I actually, I went to visit Herb in Denver, like flew out there with my girlfriend, spent the weekend with him and his wife. And uh, we're going to the beach together here later this That's year. Cool. And then I've got well, probably four or five other best friends from trading that I want to meet as soon as possible. So yeah. I always preach this. If you don't have a community in trading, you need to have 100%. one. Even if it is just friendship, not like a mentor, not strategy, whatever. Like you got to have that. I don't know yeah. what I would do it's without them. Huge. Totally. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, it's just general life, mental health. I mean, before trading, one of the, you know, it's always part of an assessment. When I meet people is what is their, what's their support system? Like, who do they have around them? You know, are they healthy? Are they unhealthy? Are they useful? Are they help? Are they, you know, are they in, are they reciprocal relationships? All that shit. And you need that trading for sure. You need to be able to commiserate and when things go bad yeah. and things go good and all that shit. So I couldn't agree more. I think. Mm-hmm. I think what you need, I'm going to take it even a step further than like friends or a community or whatever. I think you need someone that you're close enough with that they will answer the phone. Like that has been paramount to me if, because sometimes I just need a, a like I call Bo all the time. I call my friend Shark all the time and I call Jason Spadafora all the time when I'm just like, it's a unloading a lot mm-hmm. of times of like, I, I did a thing that like you just need <laughs> you need a person Absolutely. to answer yeah Absolutely. um did you see my my puts play today Bo? uh did you post it on twitter i did i did i need to so i catch up on my twitter after market close usually mm-hmm. uh, i've been bad about paying too much attention to it during the day so no i did not okay so i've been on this journey to find my own voice and get away from doing anybody else's play and that has not been a straight arrow and i stray and i have even this week when i was very very committed to doing my own trades i took two losing trades this week both of them were someone else's Mm. my trades were all winners oh yeah so yesterday i did a lot of patience i waited till after fomc and fomc spy if i remember correctly if the first move's always 
wrong, always false or whatever. It like went up and then it went down and then it broke below a support and then I it held below a support and I took put, I took one put contract. And then it ripped to like new, new high of day and then it pulled down and mm -hmm. then went back to create a new high of day. And at the new high of day, I took another put contract. So I averaged down on my puts and it did not get into the gap. It didn't fill the gap. And then I was look, I looked at the daily candle and I was like, this is weak. This is very weak. The data wasn't good. So I held my puts overnight. overnight. Oh. oh my God. And then it gapped down and I sold at 932 and I made $1,600 today, nice, nice, nice. which is my best day in 2022. Congratulations. Hell That's yeah. Awesome. And it was all me, like just, just me. And it feels 10 so times better that it was your play, regardless yeah. of the money. I mean, it could have been green by like 60 bucks and I would have been like, yes, like, I, <laughs> like just the fact that in my mind, I never got scared. I was also down $600 on this puts play yesterday, but the, but the fact that I was like able to, to be like, you took this trade because of this, like in the longer term, this is true. This is like, I was very able to do, to do that and not freak out and then I feel like the ability to add the second put at new high of day was like that's the thing. it is that's 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 pro trading right there I mean you went with your conviction you know trusted yourself I, that's pro I'm so proud I'm so proud yeah, awesome. um, I'm so proud of it and I didn't you know, I'm so bad about just getting screwed over on FOMC days because I'm like, oh, I can trade in this. <laughs> and then I'll just be red and red uh, and then the news will come out and I'll pick the wrong direction and I'll go, I'll just like, it just gets worse and worse and worse. I hate trading on F FOMC days. And I, 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 this is one of those things too where I didn't trade till after 2.30. Again, the values thing, like, why are we why are we sitting there on days like FOMC when you know it's just going to chop until 2:30 or you know at least till 2 um or you know days where there's weeks where there's just tons of fed stuff like why are we trading right i guess well i guess i guess so part of the I, answer is cuz you make 1600 bucks on a trade like that but you know i mean i i lost $700 earlier this week i'm no superstar but that specific well I mean, I'm going to brag a little bit more. Go for it. Earlier this week, when I said all my trades were winners, I actually had one that it was an AMD put, and I love AMD puts are my favorite, favorite trade ever, because when AMD puts does a bear flag, it will, like, pull it's such a strong dump after a bear flag that it pulls the whole market yes, it down does. like it like dumps hard so i that's i'm always in for an amd put so i took an amd put same it broke under support stayed under support i took the put it broke back above the support 
went to a new high of day, I added one more put at the new high of day and then got it down to break even and got out and was like, damn, like that was, that was a good play. Now, that's a way to get burned. That's certainly, that's a way to get burned. But if you put the stop over a new high of day, you know what I mean? Like if you add it the high of day and then you're like, oh, I'll put this stop here, then like your added risk is so tiny after you're already like down or whatever. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, a, a lot of times they will say like, this isn't exactly what you're talking about, but a lot of times they'll say where you stop is probably where you should have taken your entry. Totally. You know? Totally. And um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like whatever you added right there, if your plan is to stop out right above that, then your risk that you just put on is this big. Tiny. I am so yeah. glad you brought up puts because I had Tesla puts for next week and I forgot to sell one of them. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, oh, forgetting about a trade. Oh, nothing worse. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I, I, that happened to me this week. I had not um, usually on a podcast. I had my quantity. Uh, I had my quantity box um, set to the wrong amount. And so I thought <laughs> I sold all of a position. And I'm like, doo, 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 doo. And, and I looked back and it had gone like, you know, way against me when I still had like two. I only sold like a third of what I had. And I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. The, the technical errors. I have a lot happen. of fail safes. I'm not sure if you can see right now the lighting behind me. Yeah. It's blinking red and green. All the lights in my house are currently blinking red and green for the last five minutes of the day. Four o'clock. So I don't yeah. forget to get <laughs> to get out of stuff because I'm terrible. <laughs> oh wow! Shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> they blink five minutes before the bell. Five minutes in the morning, afternoon. They turn blue when Europe closes. They turn green at power hour. It's good, you know. Wow. Well, Sean, we've we've almost used up another hour. I don't know what we've talked about. I don't know. I've done a lot of talking. I mean Just three I friends right. shooting the shit. I don't know. But like now I'm like, do we need a third one? But like still have this The audience demands say. more of the three of us. It's so great. I mean, I took up fifteen minutes of my grateful dead journey, but my podcast, exactly. right? So yeah, you do what you want, and it's the Grateful Dead. It's always worth talking about. Always, always. always. Yeah, we're going to see Allison Krauss nice. tonight. Different yep. vein, but Allison Krauss. Is oh, I wanted to. I wanted to say something that I realized about myself since the last time sure. we talked, and this is like, I don't know that it's like psychology. It's kind of just like duh, <laughs> <laughs> but so I sometimes just like get in the zone with trading and I have trouble walking away. And when I don't eat lunch, my brain just like my inhibitions loosen. I, I make poor decisions. I'm, I'm much more likely to spiral or slide when I don't eat. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, duh, but 
it took me a little bit to actually figure out like why is my why am I making these stupid stupid decisions in the afternoon on some of these days when like I I don't like I'm pretty pretty disciplined with my plan it's, you know that's yeah I was like is the days you don't eat lunch yeah it's huge I love that I love that it's huge water actually, water and food uh, intraday is really really important to keep your brain working right you're yeah, it's wild. You become more vulnerable to all. Sorry, Penny. You, no, no, you, no. You, you, you become don't. more vulnerable to, to all forms of, uh, you know, anxiety, depression, um, whatever. All of it becomes higher probability if you don't eat for a day. If you have a bad night's sleep, um, you know that stuff's really important. And part of assessing the the, you know, the the feel score thing I'm talking about, like. You know, you want to, you want to, are you in pain physically? Are you hungry? Are you sleepy? Like all that stuff has to be in there. It's, it's really, it's really insightful actually that you picked up on it. A lot of people don't pick up on that. Oh, and it becomes like, a. it's almost like the, the spiral continues on itself. Like if, if I trade poorly and get emotional or whatever, then I, don't eat and I don't drink water and I don't do my workout and then I don't sleep well and then I do worse it's like you you got to start off your week so good you know be disciplined on your life plan in addition to your trading plan to keep your trading plan on track it's it's pretty <laughs> wild how how closely correlated it is with how you're doing in life and how you'll do your trading yeah yeah and vice versa, yeah, yeah, I find. Absolutely. I'm like in a fantastic mood today because <laughs> I have my good Exactly. And you, <laughs> oh, I know. And, I, and I'm always, I'm always, you know, people in the Discord rooms I, I work for or whatever, like I'm always raining on people's parades. I'm like, all right, you're euphoric. Chill the fuck out. Go, you know, big congratulations. <laughs> now get over it. And I'm not to say because yeah. then you're, you're when, too you're, happy. when you're drunk, you know, euphoria is there's, there's, your opioid system is kicked in. Your cannabinoid system—I mean, you're producing drugs in your brain. So you know, so you're you are literally high, uh, and, and yeah, you, then you can make dumb mistakes or give it back as you, you know whatever. So yeah, I'm always raining on people's yeah. parades mm. when they do well. <laughs> yeah, and you're addicted to that feeling, and you're it's just awesome. chasing it I the mean, next do, time like it's a drug. Amazing, Tra- having a yeah. great day trading is amazing, and you know how many people give chunks of it back the next day. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, the, a real win for me was I have a cash account and I had only used a tiny bit of it to buy these two nice. puts and closed at not, it really I think it was actually 9:40 this morning. I sold half of it right at 9:30 and then I let it come down for the next 10 minutes and sold. Um and I was like I have more money here. Am I on a hot street? You know, and I was like, <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're not on a hot street. You're, this is long. There's a chance this was just pure luck. Like, you're not on this. Like, <laughs> what good are these profits if I don't use them to trade? <laughs> oh, my God. I know that evil, um, the evil voice. <laughs> oh. I have a story that actually that I have been dying to tell on the podcast. It's a perfect time. Let's hear it. So I think I got a psychology sign from my son this weekend, and I've really implemented it in my trading. And, Sean, I would like your thoughts on it. So 
my son is he he's learning how to play baseball and we've been working I played softball forever and ever so we've been working on his like fundamentals of throwing and catching and we were working on it this weekend and I came up with a game where I'm gonna throw you a ball if you catch it you get 10 points if you drop it you lose 10 points so we played that game for a while and it was going really well and then my husband got to the lake and I put my husband on one side and my son on the other and we were playing to a hundred but I added so you catch it you get 10 points you drop it you lose 10 points and if you throw it back to me and the throw is bad you lose 10 points so anytime you're playing there was a 10 point upside and a 20 point downside Ooh, that's not good risk to reward no. but okay no it's not <laughs> so my son was catching the ball and he and my husband were sort of like back and forth back and forth and my husband's not very good at baseball but he was like really took his time to throw the ball back to me so he never got dinged for 10 points and then my son started missing the ball and then getting mad and doing like just wild throws to me and then he got on this thing where he could no longer catch the ball he could no longer throw the ball and the game was first to 100 and by the time my husband got to 100, my son was like negative 150 because he just could, he oh, just gosh. was like spot, just spiraling. And I was <clears throat> able to kind of in my mind be like, holy shit, like I, this is me. This is like, I, I do this. I don't take the oh. time to like reset and be like, let me do a really good throw back. You know, let me do the thing that I can control. And usually that's my, like, position size. The things that I've gotten burned at the most were I'll be really down and, like, Spy will be tanking or something. And I'll be like, I'll know it's not a good entry, but it has so much momentum down that I'm like, let me oversize and catch some of this momentum on these puts and I'll take really close contracts and I'll just do it for a scalp and of course it, it has never ever worked for me and it'll make a like negative 500 day and negative 1500 day and like that and watching him do it and being like yo like you gotta just concentrate on the on the throwing and you're not you know but he couldn't help himself and I was like I I can't it sort of makes you think okay well I can never oversize again and I can never you know break this rule and this rule and this rule because like he couldn't handle he couldn't control if he could catch the ball anyway it's a fairly well, deep metaphor but I found it just fascinating. <laughs> it's, it's tilt. And he went on tilt. And uh, mm -hmm. and he also, to circle things back around, he went into fight, flight, or freeze. There we go. That was Tie it. back. Yeah, Call back. He, 
you know, that was his uh, reptilian brain operating and being a wild man and, and you know, whether you want to call it tilt, you know, there's all these names for it, whatever. It's just you're either in a parasympathetic state or a sympathetic state. And, uh, you know, once you are, confusion and frustration and, you know, lack of focus, all that stuff is just dominant, dominates, take over. Front, the, your prefrontal cortex shuts down. Um, where all your executive thinking is, and next thing you know, you're whipping the ball 50, 50 yards off to the wrong side or, you know, having a fit or whatever, you know, whatever the adult version of a fit would be, I guess, you know, slamming your hands on your desk or something, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he actually, at the end of the whole thing, faked an arm injury <laughs> to get a little sympathy. He's like, I hurt my arm from the ball. Like, okay. <laughs> See, he was, and he was, that was putting him, that was getting, he was putting himself back into a parasympathetic state and getting, you know, empathy. Yeah. Protection. Yeah. He needed that phone yeah. of friends. Yeah. He needed, he needed someone to pick up. Phil's were so laggy today. It was the broker's <laughs> fault. Yes. 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 Oh, the old uh. broker's and MM's fault. Yep. Always, the it's always their fault. It's not my fault. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't buy. You know, a put and support like I do every, every day. I did. I did. So I play small caps. <laughs> I did try to slap a stock today. I think it was at three oh four or something. It might have been ADN, and uh, I got filled at three ten. Like a six cent move on a small cap. Just like that, and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> that is that. So that stuff does happen. Who's your broker? Yeah, TD Ameritrade. Yeah, people complain about. Well, we love TD Ameritrade. People complain about. It's usually act- pretty good. The active ladder. I can't trade. I can't trade without the active ladder. So they mm. got me. I got. Yeah. Um. So I think Trade Station has one too. I'm learning about trade station platform well i don't know there's there's it i think there's no one size fits all for brokers like are you a short are you an options trader are you a small caps trader like what do you do you know and they're not all going to be better for everybody like you know for me it's a big deal to have midpoint fills mm-hmm. on market orders um, for other people it's commissions on options it's like what do you right. what do yeah, you yeah, do yeah. you know yeah, pick your poison. <laughs> Sometimes you need more than one. Absolutely. I have four, I think. I just got my second. Yeah. Oh, I've tried just about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I'm getting into a few. What are I you on, Sean? Uh, TD yeah. Ameritrade for options, and uh, I just got into uh, AMP for futures. AMP. Yeah, AMP. Uh, a, a trader I know that is yeah, big on futures that. recommended it, and uh, it's pretty good so far. All right, well, Sean, I think I might want. I think I'm gonna sign up to work with you. I just can't not talk to you now. I need a. I need. I need this. So, do I have to fill out the thing? I'm gonna. You're immediately gonna be like, this isn't gonna work out. <laughs> but I don't want to fill out the thing. Can I just have the? <laughs> I can't make my friends my clients, Blaine. I can't make my friends my clients. I don't want to 
to do the work. I just want the easy. Oh, oh if you you know, if you want the magic wand, it's twice the rate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. Is it is it more or less than a thousand dollars for the magic wand? Because I just made a thousand bucks. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, hey, if you, I'd be, I'd be. And I think, I think you're stuck with me. I'd now. be thrilled to work with you. I think that'd be fun. And <laughs> as he silently cries, <laughs> you know, it's a nice thing. I really do like my job. Like, it's, it, I, I really do, especially because of what I, how I've set it up with, you know, who I'm working with. I really do like my job. It's, it's, it's nice to have. Well, actually, two jobs I like because I like trading too. So, yeah. If I don't respond to your texts, you'll know, or you're, you know, you're reaching yeah. out, then you'll know the truth. <laughs> yeah, phase me out. I mean, respond to me, respond to me the first time and say, go to my website and fill, exactly. and fill out the form, and I'll be like, oh, got it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Sean, have you told everyone where they can find no, you? No. Uh, thank you. It's soundtradingpsychology.com. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one stuff, and I am starting a uh, – I'm going to do my trade psych planning class uh, starting July 11th. I think the next one is going to go to. So both of that, both of those you can go to soundtradingpsychology.com and, and uh, sign up if you're interested. Um, All right, guys. Yeah, you got sure. it. If you want to spend some lovely one-on-one -on -one time with Sean, exactly. Well, there is a little bit of a wait list. You're, you'll get you get you're going to get scooted up the wait list, though. You don't have to wait because of your your. Yeah. You're Thank welcome. you. You're going to cut in line. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, people on the wait list don't see this. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm like planning a Disney trip and I'm like how do we get that fast pass line I'm trying to do a lot of waiting <laughs> alright guys well thank, thank you, you very much for having me I really appreciate, appreciate it, it. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the Penny Lane podcast makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional or financial advice. Unless specifically stated otherwise, the Penny Lane podcast does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Penny Lane podcast. The Penny Lane podcast assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein.